0: Weigel, I have lost about 145 pounds, and with me today is my executive producer,
1: Donald Weigel. I thought you were going to say co-pilot. <laughs> <laughs> no, that'd be and uh, I have Don't
0: lost... guess what I was going to say. You don't know me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know you at all. Yeah. It's been all these years. Oh, I still, strangers, still, yeah, strangers so on the you? same couch. My name's Donald Weigel, and I've lost about 100 pounds, and I've kept it off for I don't know, like three years now.
0: Yeah, well, congratulations. Almost about three years. You. Yeah. You are uh, an inspiration. Uh, that We're going to say that at the end. Oh, yeah. But I'm going to say it now. But you're Thank also you. our executive producer. I was thinking about it. Yeah. I would just be a woman on a couch hyper-caffeinated if you didn't know how to use computers and actually edit this and put it all together. So this is really your
1: thing. So thank you. Well, I would still be 100 pounds overweight (laughs) and possibly dead from complications from diabetes (laughs) if it wasn't for you. So let's just call it even.
0: Okay. (laughs) Me laughing while you're like, I'm gonna die is not really super chill or cool, but I've had a lot of caffeine. So we'll just, well, you can, you can. Well, I just,
1: I just like how you're like, you know, you can do technical things with computers and podcast editing. And I'm like, you might literally have saved my life. <laughs> uh,
0: well, you did it yourself. But I was I was there on the sidelines cheering you on. It's true. Which well, kind of has to do with today's episode. Yeah, but it
1: kind of does.
0: It sort of does. But before we get to today's episode, today is Black Friday.
1: Yeah, when we record this, it is Black Friday. Not when you listen to it, though.
0: No, it isn't. But... It's interesting to me that, like, I wish people Happy Thanksgiving in the world, which we can talk about how we did on Thanksgiving, maybe. Yeah. But, like, nobody in the world is like, no, we don't celebrate Thanksgiving. But I have seen so many ads come up from, like, Berlin, where it's like, it's Black Friday, everybody. You don't get our Black Friday if you don't get our Thanksgiving. You can't capitalize on our sales. Wow. If you don't, like, I'm actually I honest. I know that, yeah. I've gotten uh, from Scotland from germany today oh black friday deals no it's ours you wow. stay away
1: i i a didn't know you were so
0: territorial <laughs> <laughs> well it's like and, you can't... and
1: b didn't know you were shopping internationally, internationally so much yeah international
0: no but i have seen several posts today about black friday i am happy that you are uh, capitalizing on sales internationally but why don't you just also enjoy some pie yeah. Why not do it? Did you enjoy any pie?
1: I did enjoy uh too much pie yesterday for sure.
0: You ate a pie? <laughs> yeah,
1: I ate a pie. That was the uh the frat that I uh that I pledged yesterday.
0: How do you feel like you did on Thanksgiving?
1: Um, I actually think I did fine. I mean, I went into it with the knowledge that I was going to certainly indulge during the Thanksgiving meal. So, I mean, it was planned and and uh I I didn't go crazy during the day or anything. Um, I mean, I didn't turn it into an entire like binge day or anything. Yeah. So I feel like it was a it was a victory.
0: Yeah, we d- we did decide to not eat at four o'clock so that we could have second dinner right. at seven o'clock.
1: Yeah, like if we had if we had had an early dinner, we sh- certainly would have had two dinners instead of just the one.
0: It would have been helpful for us to mention this on our planning for the holidays episode. But but Christmas is still ahead, so if you're going to celebrate Christmas or Hanukkah, have dinner late so that you don't have second dinner like a hobbit
1: yeah yeah, so. like my parents ate at like two in the afternoon, <laughs> which was, uh, you know, I don't know if they had second and third dinner after that, but I certainly would have if I had done that.
0: Yeah, I definitely used to do that. But uh, but no, I, th- I think we kept it pretty classy. We're still trying to decide what to do with the leftovers. Maybe by the time we have recorded the next yeah. episode, you'll find out whether or not we've I, actually gotten rid of it.
1: I am, you know, I try and be uh, honest all the time, but in the interest of honesty, I'm on the fence about whether to toss all the leftovers or yeah. to have second Thanksgiving. Today and I'm uh, I won't I won't have third Thanksgiving for sure. Oh
0: no, because uh, there won't be anything left. <laughs> no,
1: but I I definitely won't continue this through the weekend. But I'm trying to decide. Uh, I'm having a very hard time deciding whether to throw everything away or to have a, a second Thanksgiving. Dinner yeah, you're today.
0: A- you're actually hearing like real life conversations with Donald and Catherine today. This isn't just planned. We honestly I'm, are not sure what to do. I
1: didn't even know she was going to bring this up on the podcast. Yeah,
0: I like to keep it fresh. <laughs> <laughs> like the apple pie that is sitting under glass right now. Yeah, you like to fresh. keep it
1: funky fresh, sure is what I hear. sure
0: do. Uh, yeah, not sure what we're going to do with the pie. Don't yeah. know if I'm going to just throw it in the pool or I know. give we'll, it away. or
1: uh, We'll figure it out, and uh, we'll probably we'll let you know. We'll tell you
0: all on the next episode. It'll be episode. like a cereal. You'll yeah. just have to find out next time on the thrilling Yeah, you have episode. to tune
1: in next time. Speaking of keeping things fresh, this <gasps> oh, is so uh, fresh. This is something that we do. Uh, we are going to reference a TV series from the late 19th 1960s, <laughs> early 1970s. Here's
0: a question. As we do, have we watched a lot of episodes? Do we know this
1: no. series no. very well? We are once again uh referencing something uh that we've barely seen because I did see the movie. Okay, it's it's the mod squad. It's
0: the we really didn't really launch off very well on this one. Usually yeah, it's like, so, hey, guess what, everybody? It's the mod squad. So,
1: you know, I, we've mentioned this before. Many times on the show, Catherine will just come up with a great title for an episode. Yeah, and then we
0: kind of work it back. we kind of work it back. Reverse engineer it.
1: She thought it would be a great idea, and I agreed to do an episode called The Mod Squad about, you know, essentially, you know, modifying things and modifying your mindset, modifying situations that you get in. And so – Then we had to sort of go back and figure out what was the Mod Squad exactly, and uh, so it was a late sixties, early seventies TV show. You're going to get
0: Donald's book report on the Mod Squad now.
1: Yeah, so this is this is basically directly from Wikipedia. Um,
0: (laughs) This is thrilling television, everyone.
1: The concept was you take three rebellious, disaffected young social outcasts and convince them to work as unarmed undercover detectives as an alternative to being incarcerated. It's like.
0: 21 Jump Street, but yeah. instead of talking about 21 Jump Street, we're going back to the 1960s. Because saying you're part of the Wolt mod squad's much cooler than saying you're part of the Wolt 21 Jump Street.
1: Yeah. So it was, you know, like they would go undercover at like a high school or or something like that because they were younger and you know, hey could,
0: man, could infiltrate. far out you Yeah, and
1: they would say things like solid and you know, <laughs> and yeah, far out, and man. Hey. Sure. I'm sure they said, and hey, exactly. <laughs> And so uh, they got to places that the, the police couldn't. And so we were talking about how can you become a member of the Mod Squad?
0: The Walt Mod
1: Squad. Wolt You're Mod a Squad, disaffected exactly.
0: youth just like Don and I used to be, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> we're so organically cool and hip
1: adults are really keeping us down man
0: man yeah you don't need to follow your food rules man
1: exactly we've had so
0: much coffee this morning so you're getting the best of us
1: yeah well one of us has had so much coffee this morning
0: which me or you you what? <laughs> how many coffees have you had
1: well, okay. Technically, four, I guess. I have also had four way. coffees. If <laughs> yeah. we're
0: using it in measurement,
1: but really, it's two. It's like it's two sixteen-ounce bil- coffees. Technically, four. Anyway, I'm sure the audience <laughs> is now switching. You're off getting what podcast. you pay for. Yeah. This is
0: network television. Oh it just God. comes free with your television.
1: Now you're yelling at <laughs> our audience, openly yelling at well, them. Well,
0: but see, okay. So this is a pilot episode. Yeah. So you're in the mod squad, and you're like, man, I'm I'm a lone wolf. I don't need a mod squad. I yeah. D- I live on my I can own. do this
1: by myself. Yeah, man. man.
0: But instead of like being on the mean streets of Hollywood, you're just eating whatever you want. So just imagine any kind of reference we're making is about issues with food instead of disaffected nineteen sixties counterculture youths. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so uh so here we go. We're gonna dive into it. So Donald, why don't you ask me what makes someone a member of the mod squad?
1: Catherine um, I was thinking about it and wondering, uh, what makes someone a member of the Mod Squad? Wow,
0: I can dig that question, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I regret everything.
1: Yeah, okay. all of it.
0: So I know, look. We make lots of jokes and lots of references, but this is actually real good mindset stuff. And we're just trying to cloak it in a mask of 21 Jump Street kind of Johnny Depp situation. Yeah, exactly.
1: Show. Yeah. After you've done 150 episodes of your podcast, yeah. let's see if you do any better. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if you can do better. Let us know. Let us know. <laughs> Gretchen Rubin just sent us an email. Oh, yeah. Um, Okay, so number one, you know that your roots matter, but that your growth means that you might need to leave old habits and vices behind. We are Uh, here to tell you that it is really annoying to not eat everything that we want to eat.
1: Yeah, and and just like the idea of having to stop eating everything that I wanted was so depressing. Yeah, like it was just absolutely soul crushing, you know, just that notion, my happiness and enjoyment was so tied to the enjoyment of food that I thought I would never have fun again, just because I had to like, you know, watch what I was eating. <laughs> yeah,
0: at one point back in the day, the days of yore, before the Mod Squad, yes. uh, we used to go to breakfast pretty much every weekend oh, yeah. to this quaint diner down the street from us. Well, and like we had like the usual, like yeah. we pretty much knew what they we knew were going to get, what we you know, were gonna get. the same Which was thing every time. everything. Yeah. And we were, you know, like Donald always said, like he wanted to go someplace like Cheers where everybody knew his name when he walked in and knew what the was. I did when I was a was. kid
1: growing up. Like I wanted, I had this dream dream for whatever reason watching all of these tv shows when i was a kid you know somebody would walk no, in and go a- like hey marge give me the muse the usual give mu- me the usual <laughs> I, just, I
0: thought you were gonna say the musical i
1: i can i like <laughs> took marge and usual and turned it <laughs> into the usual but you know hey give me the usual and like i had this fantasy of like when i grow up i'm gonna have a regular place I go and i'll just say the usual and they'll know exactly what and that they means.
0: did yeah
1: and it was all the food it turned out yeah, was my usual
0: but it is like, please know that it is really difficult, and there is a grieving process of stepping away from those old habits for the, sure the neighborhoods that everybody knows your name, the restaurants where you've got your usual that those patterns and habits are hard to break, and even now, all these years later. It is still, there's a there's a grief point of driving by that restaurant every week and just going like, wow, oh, yeah. we used to be the people who would load up on 1,500 calories of breakfast and then go take a nap all afternoon and then get takeout for dinner.
1: Oh my goodness, yes. I
0: miss that part of our lives, but being part of the Mod Squad means that you need to grieve and move on and know that you can still miss those roots, but you know what those roots get you. They get you yeah. in juvie.
1: <laughs> yeah, they get you a juvie or a diabetes diagnosis if you're me or just constantly having to take a nap and really not being able to enjoy my life because I was always tired and always out of breath and didn't want to walk anywhere, didn't want to go anywhere. And yeah, those it, were the
0: good old it, days. It really
1: restricted my entire life in ways I didn't even realize till after I had lost the weight.
0: Right. So – Another one is you know that being part of the mod squad means that setbacks are part of your story. Yeah. Like we I used to see a failure as an end credit. Like okay, that's it. I guess that didn't work. I'm um, it's over. Like oh, that For diet sure. didn't work.
1: Yeah, like you go off one day. Just we were just talking about Thanksgiving and you know, indulging in that meal and possibly, you know, keeping it going today on top of that. But I know that, you know, in the past, if I had done two days in a row of Thanksgiving, I would have just given up all my progress until the new year or forever. Probably
0: President's Day, because like the new year, you still need some time.
1: Right. Exactly. Exactly. Got to build up to it slowly. But I know now that I can have these, you know, setbacks and air quotes and get right back on my plan on, you know, the next day.
0: Right. So the next one is the opposite of setbacks. You know that successes are not the end credits either. Oh, yeah. Just because you've had a great week, you've had a great month, you've really figured out that everything is going your way. Things are going to come back around and you're going to have setbacks and successes and failures are both part of the process and neither of them are the end credits. Like I just thinking about being at my goal weight basically for three years, there's no ending. It's not the series finale. Yeah, it just we, keeps we didn't going. hit our
1: goal weights and then magically we were just done. It wasn't yeah. over. No, it just and, is the... and that can be overwhelming and daunting to a lot of people, but it's also sort of refreshing knowing that we don't have to have everything together. It doesn't have to be an overnight like you flip a light switch and suddenly everything's fixed situation. It's a constantly evolving and growing situation that we deal with all the time.
0: Yeah, man. I don't know. I can't think of like any other phrases from no, the sixties. There's
1: no, there's no jargon at all. There's no I, slang.
0: I definitely would be the like the boss that just didn't know how to relate to the kids. Who yeah. was just like, man. It's like
1: I just imagine you. You know, you you pull up your chair and you turn it backwards. Oh yeah. And you sit on it backwards. I'm giving you
0: the straight talk. And then you man. take your baseball
1: cap and you turn it around backwards so that you can really relate to the youths.
0: I used to be a kid. You know, our, yeah. our daughter actually. Treats us like that. She calls us boomers, which I think is kind of funny, but yeah, I I don't care what the kids like. Man.
1: Man. (laughs) Man. Hey, listen, flower children, we're going to do this, man. Man. I don't know. I can't think of any other like late 60s, early 70s slang to talk about. If
0: you know any slang, let us know. Man.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Okay. The next one. I can dig it. How about that?
0: I have dug it. Yeah. I can dig
1: it. That's a good one. And solid. Solid. That was solid advice.
0: Exactly. Okay. So, the next one is and it all kind of is the same thing but you know that where you came from has no bearing on where you're going those limiting beliefs those you know ideations of like well i'm you know a fat polish kid that's all i'm ever gonna be like oh i come from a family of dot 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 that's the way it's always going to be you know that if you're in the mod squad that All of those old stories have no bearing on where you're going. Beyond that, where you've been, let's say that you had, you know, no weight issues as a child, but suddenly you find yourself overweight after having kids or, you know, you were doing fine until you got a sedentary job none of that has any bearing on where you're going. I had no proof at age 41 that I could lose 100 pounds and keep it off. Like no proof in my life. There was nothing that I had done before that led me to believe that it was possible. And so knowing that where you've been has no bearing on where you're going. But beyond that, even if you've had a success, it doesn't mean that it's fixed and permanent. I know that too, that there is no end to this, that I am not fixed, that I'm not a new person. I'm just a person who has to keep modifying and keep working on herself.
1: And it is also never too late. I mean, I was 45 plus when I got my diabetes diagnosis and am, I'm going to be turned 51 next week. Yeah. And I have never felt better physically in my life at this age than I did back then. And if You know, you tell yourself that you're just stuck, that you are what you are for the rest of your life. You're lying to yourself. If I can do it when I was so into my old, you know, 100 pounds heavier self, then truly anybody can do it because there was nobody more stuck than I am right now, than I was then, I mean. Yeah.
0: Um, So another one is, and this is a big part of actually being in the mod squad. This is the squad part of the mod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Is that you know that you reluctantly work better as a team and that you can't do this alone. Yeah. I was a lone wolf, even being married for as long as we were... I thought that everything was my burden, that I had to do it by myself, that I had to figure it out, that I was all by myself. But being a part of the Mod Squad means that you know that you need to rely on others to help you, that you don't have all the answers, that you need outside support. Uh, the Mod Squad, we're not going to get into the details of the origin stories of each of the members of the Mod Squad. No, unless I, you wanted I to. really
1: wanted to dive into Donald that was deeply, like Captain yeah, Report. Yeah, no, like, no, oh, I had well, this whole were... like, Mod Squad thing worked out and Catherine talked me out of it um you can go to wikipedia you can read all about it yourself
0: three unlikely
1: exactly but when i to your point that you were just making when i was diagnosed with diabetes i thought that i had to figure out everything on my own and i had my whole life had this idea that I should be able to figure this yeah, out. Yeah, you're like, smart. It's basic human knowledge to be able to figure out how to eat and how to exercise and the right way to, you know, adjust your mindset, which I didn't even really think about mindset before. But it took Catherine, when I say that she saved my life, I really believe Aww. she saved my life by. I had to turn to you and you were already listening to other voices in your head and trying to get other ideas down and realized that you can't do it alone. And reaching out for help is not a bad thing. And it really did save me getting those other ideas into my head and just being like, oh, wait, there is no finish line. You know, I don't have to figure this all out. I don't have to fix everything all at once. Like All of those ideas just really made it possible that I could do it at all.
0: Well, and I think that it is really important to under like being in a position where you're vulnerable and open to saying, maybe I don't know it all. Maybe someone else has experience with it. It's not about finding some perfect plan, some perfect person to tell you how it is. It's about being open to saying, I'm really struggling right now. What other perspectives can I gain? And I am excited every day to know that I don't know it all. Because yeah. when you think that you know it all and that there are no more answers and no, this is it, like I'm I'm done, I've I figured it all out and I still can't get it right. Yeah. That's the scary part. But for me going, gosh, what if I throw this out there and someone else has a solution or someone else has experienced this and can help me? There, you know, not everyone is available to you in the way that you need it. There are people out there who are going to be judgy, who are going to, you know, say, oh, the only way to do this is dot, dot, dot. But for Finding a community of people, finding resources online to help broaden your perspective and give you a different viewpoint, it is amazing to me. And it's something that I didn't really experience in my 20s or 30s or even into the beginning of my 40s. So knowing that being part of the Mod Squad is finding the right people, finding the right resources in unexpected ways, too, just feels so amazing. And that's what the people in the Mod Squad do.
1: Yeah, man. Man, you're in the Mod I Squad. I can dig it. That was solid. <laughs>
0: (laughs) Oh, my gosh. We are dorks.
1: Super old and square. It's fine. I am
0: embracing it. Okay. And the final point about being in the mod squad is that you can walk into any situation knowing that you have options. And this might be the biggest of all of them, knowing that someone has your back knowing that you can figure out any story just like in the episodes of the TV show that we never watched right at the beginning the story arc is like oh no there's a big problem how are the how are the kids going to get out of this one this week they always get out of it cuz they they're part of the mod of squad they solve
1: the crime they caught that strangler who was preying on blonde actresses in the acting class
0: <laughs> That was part of the
1: episode. That was one of the episodes I read about. You
0: know, 21 Jump Street, (laughs) infiltrating, figuring things out. But honestly, walking into any situation – and Donald's going to take the lead on this part – walking into any situation, knowing that you have options, and even just a situation that is unexpected – being like, I got this figured out, man.
1: Yeah, being a problem solver is what this is all about. And realizing that you do have options and you can change things. You can modify situations <laughs> to fit. Mod squad. Mod squad. Uh, and, you know, I think that we have a tendency. I have a tendency. I used to have a tendency to when I couldn't fix something, I wanted it. be an excuse just to indulge in food and not exercise to take the easiest path which ended up being the hardest path in the end
0: he's gonna eat about it
1: yeah i'm gonna eat about it exactly and knowing that you really can solve these problems and that you don't have to give things up is a huge step in being a member of the Mod mod squad so just for example you're somebody who always gets their exercise at a gym. Now suddenly you can't go to a gym because there's a pandemic on or because, you know, a number of other things have happened. What do you do?
0: Mod squad? Mod squad. That was probably really loud. (laughs) Yeah, probably
1: really loud. So you can walk or run outside. You can do yoga at home. You can do dumbbells at home. There are many, many YouTube videos about strength training without weights, There are walking with Leslie Sanson classes. There are aerobic videos online. There's, you know, the fitness marshal, all these things we've talked about. You can get a rebounder like we talked about. You can engage in NEAT. We did a whole episode about about NEAT. Remind us what NEAT is, dear.
0: Non-exercise activity thermogenesis. Yay! Thank
1: goodness you remembered because I was forgetting what the letters did I love saying
0: it. It makes me sound smart.
1: But that's all of the calories that you can burn by not exercising, like fitness taking the stairs, um, you yeah. know, taking the long way around places, all of those calories that you can right. burn.
0: Your workout buddy canceled on you. Ah, oh,
1: 2020. Man,
0: 2020, Man. what am I going to do? You can go for a walk and maybe call your cousin that you forgot to call last week.
1: Yeah. Mod squad. Mod squad. <laughs> and there are many, many other examples of that. What do you do if your ideal for your diet plan is that you make a homemade meal all the time every day, but you just, something happens and you just can't do that? What do you do?
0: Mod Squad! Mod Squad! Mod Squad! It's all about just knowing that you've got a backup plan. Maybe it's not the optimal plan. Let's say that you bought something to make for dinner and then realize that it expired a week ago. You have a backup plan because you're part of the Mod Squad. Mod Squad. Mod Squad. You've got a frozen meal in place. You've got a local place that can deliver and you already know what their healthy food options are because you've already scoped out the menu so you can order that if you need to. You know that if you forgot to pack your lunch, that you've got a frozen meal in in the freezer that you can eat. Like, there's always a backup.
1: And, you know, maybe you can't make that ideal homemade meal every day but maybe you have a couple of hours on the weekend where you can do some meal prep and just have some meals ready to go that you pop in the microwave you know maybe you can do that much but the point here is it doesn't have to be all or nothing just because you can't make your ideal from scratch meals every night which is your you know your dream self doesn't mean you can't that there's nothing you can do you use your problem solving your mod squad Ideals to modify and be a member of the squad. Squad, man. squad goals,
0: man. <laughs> but what if I need to go to bed an hour earlier, Donald? I, that's my goal. That's my ideal life. But I can't get there. What well, am I gonna do?
1: You just stay up all night. No, you mod squad. Mod squad. And if you can't do your ideal, maybe you go to bed forty-five minutes earlier. Maybe it's a half hour. Maybe it's twenty minutes. But whatever it is, you can do something, and every little bit counts. You can't do your ideal exercise plan. Maybe you can do 10 minutes of it, 20 minutes of it, um, whatever it is that you can do, you can do something. You can't do your full routine, do part of your routine. And it definitely does something. All of these little steps compound over time and build up. And you get these habits in place that you almost can't help but follow because they just become part of your life. No,
0: and it's actually kind of annoying to know that you can modify anything because then you don't have that like, oh, I can't do anything. For sure. It's really annoying. Our uh, daughter is uh, Disney. Distance learning, which is super fun for everyone. Oh, yeah. Uh, But recently I had her move her distance learning less distantly into the living room so that I could overhear everything that was happening in classes. And she has her uh, health PE class. And a lot of times, she can't do all of the moves. And you know what's really annoying? I tell her to modify. Yeah, She and, just
1: wants, you know, our, our kid just wants an excuse not to do any of the exercise. Right, I guess I'll just and, sit and up. And so Catherine gives her alternate exercises Aww, she me. can do or ways to modify it, so she still has to do something.
0: Right, so she had to come up with a plan, like an individual exercise plan. And she was like, well, my, my teacher says I need to do 30 push-ups. And I'm like it's time to modify, do them on your knees, do half of them, do a, you know, if she says 50, do five, whatever. And she was really annoyed with me that I was yeah.
1: like,
0: okay, fine, I'll do it. But at one point she said, I said, well, could you do, we do some this exercise called a Fonzie, which is basically you put your arms out like you're flying a plane sort of. And, and then you, you do you thumbs
1: up and thumbs down. Thumbs up, yeah. thumbs
0: down. It's a very strenuous workout. And I said, well, can you do 20? Well, no, that's probably not. That's too many. I was like, "Could you do one?" Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay, do one. Okay. Fine. And she was so annoyed that. There was a possibility that she could at least do one. And I think part of the process of becoming part of the mod squad is realizing that once you know that you can modify, you don't have that life is working against me attitude. And it's annoying to let go of that old.
1: It really is. Like, oh,
0: I don't have any choices. It's annoying, but it's possible.
1: I spent most of my life with that attitude. And there was definitely a part of me in hindsight that I didn't admit to myself then who wanted all of these excuses to, to eat whatever I wanted and to not exercise. And realizing that I don't have to be like that is both annoying and freeing at the same time. And also, there are going to be many things that come up in life that are out of your control. And so what do you do then? Let's just say you've got a healthy meal plan, but your boss invites you out to lunch, which I guess right now during the pandemic (laughs) probably isn't going to happen. Virtually, But just as an example, you know, you get invited and you can't say No. What do you do? Do you just throw up your hands and give up all of your progress? No. You mod squad. squad! And you look at the restaurant ahead of time. You plan on a meal that's going to fit within your plan. And failing that, you just adjust your mindset and realize going out to eat for this one meal is not going to sabotage everything. You don't have to give up all of the progress you've made. You don't have to give up for the next two weeks, three weeks. You just, you eat the one meal and then you go back to your plan.
0: Well, and there's so much drama that we associate with everything that doesn't go our way. See, I can't have anything nice. See, like... I can't make this work. But being part of the mod squad, you've got the inside scoop. And you know that one meal isn't going to break everything. You know if that you are out of your element, you know that this is temporary. Right. And you can modify, man. (laughs)
1: Yeah. And like things are going to change. You change your job and it's different than what you're used to. And you can't do the meals and exercise that you used to be able to do. You modify it a change of seasons and you can't do your preferred exercise outside because it's now too cold and too snowy. You have to modify it and come up with something else. You get to modify you it. You get to modify it. Exactly. And, you know what? and
0: there's always a period of transition too. It doesn't, mean, you know, if you change a job or change a season or change a location, it doesn't mean like, mean that it's going to feel natural and normal. There can be a process of resenting it, trying to figure out what is going to work, coming up with new plans. And it's not going to be like, oh man, I'm part of the mod squad. It feels amazing. It can often feel really annoying that you're out of your element. I know for me, I thrive on consistency. I I thrive on structure and it's hard for me to adjust, but I know that that period of adjustment is part of the process. And I don't imagine that a switch is going to be flipped and everything is going to be perfect. But I know that if my plans are derailed by an emergency, I can make do. I know when I'm out of my element, I know that it is temporary and it takes a period of adjustment.
1: Exactly. And it's just knowing that you're a member of the mod squad and knowing that you're a problem solver, you know that there is a solution and that you can modify. It's not an all-or-nothing situation in any of these situations. And it's adjusting that attitude, which has been one of the keys to getting to my goal weight and now maintaining it for three years.
0: Yeah, you know what? I think as we're talking about this, I think that we have forgotten again the patron saint of adjusting. Rob Van Winkle, because if there was a problem, yo, he would solve it. <laughs> We're talking about vanilla ice, the patron saint of the mod squad.
1: Yes, indeed.
0: But it's it's that idea of just knowing that you can modify and knowing that things are temporary. It gives you a freedom to not just hold on to your limiting beliefs and your limiting mindset about what is possible and not. So you might be saying to yourself now, Catherine Donald. I can't modify anything. I'm in a situation that is unsolvable. This is a cliffhanger ending. There is no way to get out of this. The great part is that even if you can't modify, even if you're in a situation, you know that right now in this circumstance, in this season, there is nothing that you can modify. Know that in the days and the months ahead, that things will change. If you cannot modify what you're eating, if you cannot modify the people around you, if you are in a situation, in a season that is limiting, know that it is just a season. It is not forever. And knowing that you can kind of pause your habits pause your expectations that in itself is a modification of thinking because it's not forever nothing is fixed part of being in the mod squad is knowing that sometimes you can't modify it all (laughs) that's the big lesson as the chair turns around and your hat's on backwards (laughs) man
1: (laughs) yes indeed thank you for joining us thank you for being a part of the walt mod squad for uh, the last 30 some minutes we really appreciate each and every one of you Uh, If you enjoyed this episode, or even if you didn't, we have a whole bunch of other episodes you can listen to wherever you found this podcast. Um, Please check them out. And uh, you can also find us on uh, the internet at weonlylookthin.com. If you want to listen to our episodes, they're all posted there as well.
0: Yeah, and if you want to tell us about how you have made the Mod Squad part of your life, you can find us uh, on the gmails at weonlylookthin at gmail.com. You can follow us and uh, riff with us, man. Yeah, yeah,
1: riff, (laughs) man.
0: (laughs) Um, At the Instagrams and the Facebooks and the Twitters at weonlylookthin.
1: And you can uh, also find out more information about our support group by going to weonlylookthin.com and clicking on join our support group. Which it's is It's basic- called Walt Place.
0: Which is basically like an online mod squad. Oh, yeah. And it's like joining join the, the mod squad. Mod squad.
1: Oh. And uh, it's for uh, women who are looking for uh, some support to have a squad around them to help them modify.
0: Yeah. And it's... Uh- Dudes just don't participate. It's not it's not anything personal. It's not a gender thing. It's just guys tend to not want to hear women squawk about things. Yeah,
1: well, I participate in this marriage. I'm not going to say the thing about women squawking because that sounds terrible when I say it, but uh, (laughs) Catherine can get away with it. But, um, you know, check it out uh, if you've got nothing to lose if you want to sign up. If you sign up for a uh, one-month uh, membership, you get a, a complimentary three-day trial to check it out and see if you like it. And if you sign up for a three-month membership, you get a complimentary seven-day trial to check it out yeah, and see check if you out, like it. Yeah, check
0: it out and see if this squad is right for you.
1: And uh, if you would do us a favor, and please go to Apple Podcasts and rate and review the show, it really uh, helps us out. It helps people find the show when they're looking for health and fitness yeah, podcasts. We're, we're
0: almost at four hundred. Oh, and as a side note, for leaving uh, reviews, uh, we received a five star review from Melissa Dvo, and uh, I just wanted to clarify a point. She mentioned me eating out of the trash. I just re- <laughs> I just want to take a knee and talk about eating out of the trash. When I say I have eaten out of the trash, I'm not saying I dumpster dive. I'm not saying I'm Heathcliff the cat with like a a tin lid for a tray just eating fish bones and, and garbage. Right. I'm talking about like, for like a second, I put a bag of cookies in the trash and then immediately retrieve a cookie from the package. I'm not yeah. saying that like no, there's a sealed
1: you know, yeah, it's not like it's it now has dirt all over yeah,
0: it. Yeah, like I'm not talking about like deep diving into the dirt. Tr- i I'm saying like there's like a paper plate Right on top of the trash that has a pizza crust in it, and that it maybe for like a five second rule eating out of the trash. I'm not saying that I'm just like burrowing through the trash like a raccoon. Yeah, so there was an episode of Seinfeld clarify. where
1: there was an episode of Seinfeld where George um, eats an eclair that's sort of sitting on top of the trash. There's
0: no shame in that. Yeah. We've all done that, but I don't know if Melissa Dvo has. But uh, I am glad that you find it inspiring. But also, just wanted to clarify that I'm not like. Eating refuse. I just want to make that very clear. It's it's a classy eating out of the trash.
1: Yeah, exactly. And uh, so I'm really, really Normalized
0: eating out of the trash.
1: Oh my god, <laughs> that's the goal of the podcast. I don't
0: know. You know what? It is what it is. But
1: well, I'm super glad that we uh, <laughs> that we cleared that up. <laughs> so for all of you out there, if you still don't know the difference between Catherine's style of eating out of the trash and dumpster diving. <laughs> Just remember <laughs> that Catherine and I really are. We are. An inspiration. H. The information that you hear on this podcast is for informational purposes only. The hosts are not medical professionals.